Welcome back to the last episode of our second season. Thanks for being with us, and I hope you've enjoyed our guests this season. And if you missed any of our guest interviews for our first or the second season, I hope you'll go back to jackwwilliams.com and get caught up. And we'll begin our third season in late summer or early fall. Well, today's session is going to be different than the others. Uh, I won't be interviewing a guest, but instead I'm going to share with you a topic that I hope will be of value to you as it has been for me. And I speak on this topic fairly often, and we decided to include it uh, on our podcast. The subject that we're going to discuss today is called Developing Your Life Signature. And what I'm going to share with you is a question that I asked myself a while back and then explain how I went through answering that question. Well, the question was, what is my life signature? Well, let's, let's start with the word signature. A person's signature is like their fingerprint in that everyone's signature is unique. Now, some of you are saying, yeah, dummy, because we got all different names. <clears throat> Not talking about that. I'm referring to the fact that everyone has a unique writing style, thus it makes everyone's signature unique. There are even handwriting experts that can identify or single people out simply by their handwriting. So the point on this is that everyone's handwritten signature contains unique qualities that are associated with them. Now, let's look at what does a person's handwritten signature represent? Well, when a person signs a document, they're indicating that they're going to honor whatever that document includes. You know, it could be a loan or purchase of some kind or an application or a check. It could be a lot of different items. But how good is that signature? Well, it's only as good as the value, the character, or the makeup, if you will, of the person signing it. It represents the value of what we're going to be referring to today as your life signature. So. A person's life signature is just like a written signature in that it too is unique. It represents who that person really is, what they stand for, and I guess you could say the value behind their name. Well, what I wanna focus on today are three components that I personally decided would determine the value of my life signature. And these three things will play a major role in how others view your life signature. And the good news is that we've got total control of each one of these areas of our life. It's not something that we inherit or, you know, is tied to some level of education or who we know or what we do for a living. So our life signature is going to be a product of three things. Number one, the combination of our values, priorities, and beliefs. And this is what I personally call my I believe list. And second, how you and I define success overall in our life, and then more specifically, in different key areas of our life. And then the final component is the quality of our decision making. So let's take a look at each one of these three areas separately. Let's start with I Believe List. Let me tell you the story behind how this came about with me. In 1993, I was out jogging and I was listening to a tape on principles, and I knew what a principle meant. But I look, we're not talking about an educational principle. And I looked it up and it was a value. It was a priority. Um, it was a code of conduct. And I said, well, kind of it's really what you believe in. And then I, I realized that at that point in time, I had never put in writing what Jack Williams believed in. So I got a notebook sheet of paper and an ink pen at that time. 
And I just started sentences, writing sentences that began with the two words, I believe. And just whatever came to my mind, it wasn't in any order or priority. And I kept that list with me uh, for several weeks. And after several weeks, I ended up uh, with a list that had 69 items on it, 69 I believe statements. And I, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about it. But then I started asking, well, well so what? Well, now what? You know, what do we do now? And it's nice that I put this in writing, but how's this going to help me? So I decided that I needed to stay fresh with that list. And so I made the commitment that I would read that list every morning, Monday through Friday, before I went to work. And that way it would be fresh in my mind. And so when a situation came up during the day that might relate to one of those items on the list, you know, I would be fresh in my thinking about how I should respond to it. It was also turned out to be a really good accountability sheet because, for example, maybe Wednesday, I would be reading I Believe list and what that statement might relate to something that happened the day before where my actions didn't necessarily support the beliefs. So it was a way of kind of checking up on myself. And after 11 years, I switched from reading it Monday through Friday to every Monday morning. And I would start my week off with going through that list. And I might add, I've continued to do that and I've not missed either a day or a Monday now in 29 years. And I'm on actually my 10th edition of my I Believe list. So I'll tell you what I would like to do just to kind of give you an example of what an I Believe list looks like. I want to read a few items on my list so you can kind of get a flavor of kind of how I went about the process. And uh, these are not in any order at all. I believe my integrity and character must not be compromised. I believe I'm not going to be judged by the situations and conditions that I find myself in, but rather how I respond to them. That's one I, I really focus on quite often. I believe in honest and clear communication, being transparent. I believe in being organized and prepared in whatever I do. I believe in discipline and the value that it brings to my life. I believe in telling people I believe in them. You know, you never know. We may be the only person that actually tells them that. I believe in treating people with dignity and respect and not being judgmental. Uh, I believe in being responsible for the cans in my life and giving God the cans and getting out of the way. I believe I need to spend more time investing in others. Life's all about relationships. I believe in dealing with reality. I think this is something that we have a real problem with um, as individuals and as a country. And then I believe when I'm with someone, I need to be there. Have you ever been with somebody and you knew that their mind was somewhere else? So those are examples of some of my I believe lists. So the first component is this combination of your values, your priorities, your beliefs, or your I believe lists. And so what I hope that you will do is start working on developing your personal I believe list. Well, let's move to the second component, and that is how do we define success? <clears throat> if I asked you to go through your town and place a microphone in front of people and ask, how do they define success? What type of answers would you anticipate hearing? Well, my guess is you'd hear things like money, maybe a big house, own-known company, be a person of influence, good health, great family, beach house, Mercedes. I mean, could be a, a lot of different answers. And these are not meant to be judgmental in nature. I think we could expect to hear 
all of these and, and awfully, you know, a lot more as well. The point is this, success means different things to different people. Here's the key point I want you to remember about defining success. If you and I don't define what success looks like for us overall in our life, and also in some of the key areas of our life, we have no choice but the default to trying to live up to other people's definition of success. And I can tell you firsthand, that can be extremely frustrating. Uh, I'll also add here that if we don't define what success looks uh, like for uh, you and I, how in the world are we going to try to work toward achieving it? We don't have something to shoot for or to guide us. You know, how we define success will also be related to our I believe list, I would hope, and should play a major part in our decision making, which is the third component of this formula that we're going to talk about in a minute. So let me tell you a little bit about how I got exposed to this concept of definition of success. In 2003, my wife and I had to buy two vehicles. It was poor planning on our part. And so we decided to buy a small truck for me to go back and forth to work. And my wife wasn't working. And we said we were going to find a, a nice car, maybe a luxury car that would last a long time. And we'd let my wife drive it since she wouldn't be putting excessive miles on it. So we started looking at all the usual suspects. And we finally, we had a teammate of mine from tech that had told me about a, a service uh, company that serviced Mercedes that also would find used Mercedes for you. And he had bought a couple of cars from them and was really uh, impressed by them. So we went and looked there. And so we ended up deciding to buy in 2003, a 2001 E320 Mercedes. And I'll have to tell you, that was the finest ride I've ever been in my life. And uh, it would last us a long time. It turned out to last us for 13 years and 260,000 miles. But two years after we bought it in, in 2003, it was a 2001 model. In 2005, I fessed up to my wife and I told her, I said, honey, I don't know what your motive was for buying that Mercedes. I know we talked about a car that would last a long time, and, and I'm sure it will, but that wasn't my motive. I said my motive was I wanted to be a Mercedes owner. I wanted to be associated with being a Mercedes owner. And when you think about a Mercedes and a, a Mercedes owner, you think about prestige, you think about wealth, you think about influence, you think about money. And I didn't have any of those, but I wanted that image. And I said, I'm sorry, but that's really why I wanted to get that Mercedes. And I said, we bought it. And I said, I just want you to know when, when we have to get another car, when we drive these to the wheels fall off and we get another car, I'm going to go just the opposite. I don't want to be tempted from an ego buy. So in 2015, we traded in the car with 260,000 miles. And I went and bought a Mercedes, excuse me, a Kia. Optima. Now, if any of you drive Kia Optimas, I don't want you to be offended, but let's face the facts. It's not a Mercedes E320. It's a great car. I'm still driving mine today. But not only did I buy a Kia Optima, I bought a stripped down Kia Optima. By that, I mean, there's no backup camera. There's no, you know, uh, elite sound system. There are no uh, heated seats. In fact, my car doesn't even have power seats. That's right. 
if I need to adjust the seat up or down or backwards and forwards, I got to do it manually. But that's okay. That's what I wanted. Um, now, my wife, after me coming home with that car, informed me very quickly that I will never go buy a car by myself again. And she was probably right. But I didn't want that temptation. So as a result, once I realized that I'd bought that car for the wrong reasons, meaning the Mercedes, I started asking myself, well, if I was trying to live up to somebody else's definition of success, what is my definition of success? And so I, I did some thinking on that, and I came up that my definition personally is to be a positive influence in the lives of others. And if you think about it, that covers a lot of areas of my life, you know, as a, as a dad, as a husband, as a business person, you know, as a Christian, um, as a founder of the Ideals Foundation, I have an opportunity to be a positive influence in the, the lives of others. So that's my definition. But before we leave this section, I want to ask you a few other questions. Uh, how would you define success as a husband or a wife or a parent, if you're in any of those categories? Those are pretty important roles, aren't they? And my guess is most of you have never sat down and put in writing, how would you define success in either of those roles in your life? What about your career? What about your finances or your health? Again, these are pretty important areas of your life. And remember, if you don't take the time to answer these questions and define success in these areas, you're going to be spending the rest of your life chasing what other people think success looks like. And I can tell you that can be very frustrating, as I said earlier, and definitely unfulfilling. So my recommendation is for you to write down on a sheet of paper what your overall definition of success in life would be. Again, using my definition as an example, being a positive influence in the lives of others. And then pick whatever areas of your life that you feel you want to clearly define what success looks like to you, and then come up with how you would define success in each one of those areas. And then the last thing I recommend that you do after you do that list is to, to do honestly uh, and with a true reality check mindset, ask yourself, how are you doing right now based on those definitions? What do you need to start doing? stop doing or continue doing to stay on the path that you've chosen. All right, we're rounding the final curve now. This last driver or component that is gonna make up our life signature is the quality of our decision-making. We all know that life is full of decisions and some are fairly insignificant in nature and others can obviously be life-changing. Each and every one of us makes decisions each and every day and ultimately, our decisions are going to make us. You see, every decision that we make has a consequence, either good or bad. It may be a small consequence or it could be a significant consequence. And our life is gonna be a reflection of those consequences. Now, there are a lot of variables that can enter into decision-making. Some we can control, others we can't, but we're still responsible for the decisions that we make. Well, some of you might be thinking, Hey, Jack, you know, but I'm a good person and good people usually make good decisions. Well, as Lee Corso would say on college football game day, not so fast, my friend. Let's look quickly just for a minute at why good people like you and me can still make bad decisions. Sometimes we procrastinate. Sometimes we get rushed. Sometimes we get rushed because we procrastinate. 
Sometimes we don't take the time to get the facts. What about ego entering into the decision like mine did with the Mercedes or pride? Maybe we make a selfish decision. Sometimes we can get influenced by others. Sometimes we may just be reacting instead of thinking. And a lot of times we don't really take the time or pride enters into the fact that we don't ask for help or advice. So just because you and I are good people, it doesn't mean we're going to always make good decisions. So I decided to come up with a decision-making model for me to use that has been proven to be a really great help in my decision-making. And I just wish I'd kind of come up with it a lot earlier. And I hope it'll be helpful to you as well. It's not a silver bullet that'll guarantee that you'll always make great decisions, but it is a model or a process that if followed will be of great help. My process was to come up with a list of questions that would be appropriate for most types of decisions. And then when I'm facing the decision, just pull that list out and start going through the questions. The key point here though, is the list is to be established in advance when you're not under the gun of trying to make a decision. You're thinking clear, you're not rushed, and you can give it some quality thought. To help you out, let me share a few of the questions that are on my list, just to kind of give you an example. Do I have enough information to make this decision? What do I think are my various options? What I believe statements relate to this issue? Because if there's something on my I believe list that relates to this issue, I've already said what I should do. Who might be affected by this decision and how? A lot of times, you know, our decisions affect other people. How much time do I have to make this decision? Am I rushing this decision? Is anyone trying to influence my decision and why might they be doing that? How might this decision affect my life signature? Do I have peace about this decision? And who can I go to for advice? So those are some, that's not the complete list. But I hope that that will give you, you know, some example of what the types of questions that you might want to think about when you're coming up with that list. All right, in closing. You and I have a unique life signature that represents who we are. We can either just let that life signature evolve and live with it, good or bad, or we can be intentional in developing the life signature that we want associated with our name. I hope you'll choose the latter and spend some quality time in truly understanding what should be on your I believe list, how you define success, and what type of questions would help guide you in your decision-making opportunities. Well, thanks again for being with us today and for our second season. And I want you to know that we are already lining up some great guests for our third season. Don't forget to tune back in in late August and see what interesting people you can meet in our next Knowledge Cast series. Until then, I hope you'll make it your goal to be a positive influence in the lives of others. Hey, before you go, we wanted to let you know about Jack's book called The Question, a guide to answering life's most important question. In this book, Jack shares his personal journey that began in 1993 to determine the values, principles, and beliefs that would guide his life. 
Whether you are a spouse, parent, grandparent, friend, leader, educator, coach, or mentor, Jack's I Believe statements apply to all the roles he has played during his lifetime and can do the same for you. Jat's message applies to all people, ages, and careers. It's an easy read with compelling stories, enjoyable humor, and sincere transparency. The question is now available in ebook and paperback exclusively on Amazon. Go to jackwwilliams.com slash the question to learn more and buy your copy today. Again, thanks for joining us for this episode and join us next week for an all new episode of Knowledge Cast by Ideals.